Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We're your hosts, Steffi Predmore and Megan Myers. This week's episode, Sleep. Hi, Megan. Hey, Steffi. I am in Wisconsin. Yay! Which is the state of your birth. (laughs) So I think of you as I'm here. I'm not like very far north, but I was just at Farm and Fleet, aka Man Target, and I am far, far, far enough south that it is still Farm and Fleet and not Fleet Farm. Yeah. So that's how I know I'm not very far north in Wisconsin. I once spent a a great week about where you are right now. It's a lovely little area. We rented a cabin one summer, and it was really nice. It was on a river. We were completely unplugged. Yeah. A very, very nice vacation. And I know that the, like, Midwestern nice thing is, like, a stereotype, but people in Wisconsin are genuinely really, really nice. That's true. They're just so nice. The Midwestern attire is like really on point. <laughs> <laughs> but like middle aged exactly lady. What you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> if it were warmer right now, there would be so many like capri pants on these middle aged mm-hmm. women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's delightful. I had some really good cheese. Alex mm. wants to pick up some uh, spotted cow beer on our way Ooh. home cuz Oh, was can... New Glarus on the way home? Yes. Well, I mean, you can pick it up yeah, yeah, anywhere, anywhere around guess, here. Yeah. So, yeah, cuz we can't obviously we can't get that at home cuz they like only sell New Glarus here in Wisconsin. So right. Yeah, it's uh we're just having we're having a good old Wisconsin week. Uh, you know, you know who else has really nice people? Who? Uh, Ireland. <gasps> Ireland has such nice people. Did you have a good time in Ireland? I had such a great time. I uh, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I went to Ireland when I was fifteen, so he- he- years ago. Um, <laughs> before you could do the fun stuff. <laughs> before yes. Yeah, the point is, before I could do any of the fun stuff, um, like go to the pubs and yeah. enjoy all the things that Ireland is known for, like beer and whiskey. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I got to do that this time, and it was so fun, and everyone was extremely polite. Gosh, like, they're so the friendly. Um, and also will not leave you alone. Like No. If they can, like, get one word in to talk to you, they will get in 15 minutes of words to talk to you because you cannot escape no matter how frightened you might look, (laughs) no matter how many, how, how many, like, inches you're scooting away from them, they are just tenacious. You know, when that comes in handy, though, is when you're lost, because when I studied, when I was in college, I studied abroad in Spain, and my friend and I went to Dublin for a weekend, and somehow, like, we were having trouble, like, with the bus from the, um, 
airport to our hostel and we got off too early and we only had this we hadn't had time to get a real map yet and so we only had this like dinky map from a guidebook but all we had to do was like look kind of lost and confused and these Irish men would be like oh can we you know do you need directions and we'd like tell them where we were going the only problem was that they'd be like okay you're gonna go a stone's throw and then you're gonna turn left and then you're gonna go a hop skip and a jump and then you're gonna turn right and they weren't giving us like real directions those were literally like you're just gonna go a stone's throw and so we'd walk and we'd be like wait who was throwing this stone i forgot to ask like how far so then we would just look confused again until another guy came up to be like are you lost and <laughs> repeated that until we successfully got to our hostel Excellent. <laughs> it was wonderful. So they're great if you need directions, but also maybe ask for something more specific than, okay, you're going to go stone's throw. <laughs> well, one thing that I liked is that we we asked um, a lot of people like their recommendations for where we should go. Yes. Uh, like every cab driver that we talked to, basically. Uh-huh. And then other people that we encountered. And we'd be like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go to a pub. Like, where should we go? And one person would give you a recommendation. And then you would literally, like, be in the cab to go someplace. And then be like, ah, that place is shit. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> go to this other place. Don't go there. This place sold out. Go here. And, like, and then the next person would say the same thing about the place the other person just recommended. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. I love that so much. Irish people are amazing. It was great. And we got to go. We went to the Guinness factory tour, which is fantastic. Um, even if you don't like beer, I was actually like, yeah, like, I like really beer, cool. but it was also pretty interesting. Um, they did a really good job of it. Uh, and there's a bar at the the top floor that you can see all of Dublin from. Oh, nice. It's kind of like bumping. They were playing some oh, good music. Really? It was packed in there. It was <laughs> it was really it like it closes at like six, but you're just like Are we at a nightclub? Like what's happening? Party happening. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it was great. Well, I'm glad that you had a good time. I was very jealous, but although not of the jet lag because jet lag oh. hits me hard yeah so one thing i did not enjoy about the trip which segues perfectly into our topic this week is that uh i did not sleep very well at all yeah yeah that's my problem it takes me like a full week to get over jet lag and then by that point my trip is done so i mean then i don't have any reverse jet lag so i guess that's good but yeah it's true yeah the exhaustion is real and i always feel like Europe, it's a lot harder to find like water to drink like it than it is here. And so I'm so used to like always having my bottle of water and always being super hydrated. So then like I'm tired and I'm also a little dehydrated and I'm like, oh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So it was, yeah, it was interesting that um, at our hotel in Dublin, they did give you water. Oh, that's like, good. In the room, which um, I know not all hotels do that. We stayed at a pretty nice hotel in Dublin. Uh but yeah, I always feel like I have to go to the store and like stock up on mm-hmm. waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we are talking about sleep this week because it's one of our favorite things. It really is. <laughs> I love to sleep. And I know people that don't like to sleep and I don't get it. 
Yeah, I don't. it's confusing. It is confusing. I like a good night's sleep. I love a good nap. I like a little cat nap in the car, not when I'm driving. And <laughs> just going to specify on that one. And I literally does not matter where I am sleeping. If I can get in even like five minutes of sleep, I am so happy. So when I meet someone that's like, I don't really like to sleep. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Are you broken? This doesn't make sense. I feel like maybe they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, I'm not, it's like when I meet people that aren't very, like, food-driven, and they're like, I just eat to survive. And I'm like, uh, no, we can't I'm not be sure. Friends. Right. I'm not sure we can be friends. That's <laughs> no. too weird for me. That's so wrong. it's too much. So why, why is sleep so important, Megan? I mean, if you don't get enough sleep, first of all, how do you even function through the rest of the day? If I don't get enough sleep, I'm a bitch. Yeah. Which is too. similar if I don't eat enough. Also a bitch. I just... There's I am a basically of, an A infant. lot of steps in the care and feeding of Steffi. <laughs> I am basically an infant. Like, you really <laughs> need to just make sure I'm well-fed and well-had a nap. And, then, and that you're pooping. And that I'm pooping well. <laughs> and all of those things make me much more of a delight. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I actually have been reading this book. Um, it's part of a ladies' book club that I am participating in. And the book is called The Age of Overwhelm, mm-hmm. which I felt was perfect choice for our first book of the book club. Yeah. Um, and the author is Laura Van Der Noot Lipsky. Sure. I apologize to the author for murdering <laughs> We apologize, that. Laura. Um, but, uh, yesterday I read this section about sleep and I thought I would read it to you. Please do. Because Um, I have not read this book yet, even though I am technically in this book club. Well, there's, there's still hope for you. There's still time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she says an essential element of our health is related to sleep. A poll by the National Sleep Foundation found that pain, stress, and poor health are key factors contributing to reduced sleep duration and poor sleep quality. But those are not the only stressors on our sleep. Too many of us are still intentionally skimping on sleep, even though some of us can remember being trained in a bedtime routine as children, transitioning from stimulating to calming activities, turning on sleep signals by following the rituals of quieting down, brushing our teeth and washing up, changing into PJs, and reading the bedtime story before turning off the lights. More and more people have abandoned the wisdom of this early training. We are suffering the consequences. Wow, that's so true. Because you do, like, well, and I feel like as you get older, like, okay, then you get to be, like, a teenager, and you're in high school, and your parents aren't really enforcing a bedtime anymore, and, like, they maybe they have a curfew, but they're not, like, checking in to, like, make sure you're in bed. Then you go to college, and it all goes out the window, and then you're just fucked. Yeah. And actually, the next part of the, she goes on to this next part, um quoting uh, a director at a sleep science um, school and that person talks about how the problem with not getting enough sleep is that you don't realize that you're not getting enough sleep Mm. like especially if you're intentionally being like oh I can get through the day with only four hours of sleep and I'm perfectly fine it's he relates it to being drunk 
Oh, which actually uh-huh. really resonated me, where resonated with me, where it's like you, when you're drunk, you think you're perfectly fine. Yeah, and you're like, I can drive, I can right. walk, I can do whatever I want, and everyone else around you is like, uh, no, you're fucked up. And it's the yeah. same thing with sleep. Yeah. Well, isn't wasn't there? Isn't there? Don't they say that driving like super tired is just as dangerous as driving drunk? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that because it is. It. Yeah, you're right. Because you do, you reach a point where you're like, I'm okay. I can like hang in there a little bit longer, but you really just should go to bed. Yeah. And if you're constantly depriving yourself of sleep, you're like setting this new baseline Mm -hmm. for yourself every time. And so that's why you think like, oh, I, you know, we start out with the ideal eight hours and then it progressively gets lower and lower. And every time you're like, I did fine with only four hours. So I could maybe do three hours. I'm right. totally fine. It just gets right. worse and worse. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a definitely a downward spiral until, <laughs> yeah. until you're just really, really screwed up. Yeah. And then eventually you just kind of, I, 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 you kind of have burnout. I would so assume. Yeah. I would, um, I would guess. Yeah. Other aside from being, um, you know, your body just can't handle it, and that's mm-hmm. why people end up getting sick a lot of the time. Yeah. It needs time to recover, and it's your body like crying out for help. Right? Yes, yes. It's so. Like I said in um, in last week's episode, you know, like I went to the chiropractor, and he was basically like, um, "If you're feeling pain, you're already fucked." And that's oh, sort God. of <laughs> right. Well, because he was, he, I mean, he's, he didn't say those exact words, but that's basically what he said to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so true. And I feel like this is the same kind of concept. Like, if you're really, really feeling it, like mm-hmm. you've gone too far and you need to like do a reset and figure out how to kind of get back on track. So, in that vein, Megan, do you have a bedtime routine? Um, I sort of have a bedtime routine. I tr- mm-hmm. I try to get to bed around the same time every night, but um, I get distracted by whatever I'm doing usually. Yes. Uh, so I have a rule about not working after bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast notwithstanding. Sure. <laughs> but uh, when my kids go to bed, I'm usually like, if they're in bed, that's my time to like relax and yeah. not do anything stressful. Um, so I will, uh, you know, take care of my face, my teeth, uh, mm-hmm. brush my hair, do all that. And then I will get in bed either with, um, a TV show or a book or a podcast and like a little game on my iPad. And I'll do that for, um, like a couple hours, mm-hmm. depending on the night. I am one of those people that has the bedtime alarm on their phone. Yes. Uh, on an Apple phone, for people who aren't familiar, there's a bedtime setting where it can, you have a, a wake up time and a, a nighttime go to sleep time. You mm-hmm. can set based however based on however many hours you want to have of sleep. And when it gets within 15 minutes of your bedtime, it'll give you a nice little lullaby ding, <laughs> telling you to turn off all your stuff and go to sleep. And... Most of the time, I ignore it, to be honest, but... <laughs> Which makes you question why you even have it on. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of a... It is it is a reminder of, like, what time it is. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. If you've lost track of time and you're not really paying attention. 
Yeah. And then I'll like, I'll try to go to bed soon after that, but it's not as quite as intended as the like, it's 10 15, go to right. bed now. Um, <laughs> and so I usually go to bed before my husband. Um, not for any reason other than like he likes to stay up until midnight watching TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, it's pretty like a normal routine. I always, when I was a kid, I would read until I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of my norm where I like, I have to be in a dark room and quietness for the most part. How about you? So I'm kind of similar. Um, I also grew up reading before bed. In fact, when I would get in trouble as a kid, that was my punishment was that I wasn't allowed to read before bed. (laughs) That's how big of a nerd I am. Um, The first time Alex heard that, he was like, oh, God, you're too big of a nerd. What did Um, I marry into? uh, Huh? I said, what did I marry into? Basically, he was, well, that was even like when we were like dating. He like fell on the floor laughing. It was like, oh my God, you're such a nerd. Um, So I was, I mean, I had a much better like bedtime routine, like as a kid, right? Just like we talked about, like I was so much better, even as a teenager about, okay, I'm going to, you know, get ready for bed and then I'm going to read my book and turn out the light. And then um, now I, so Alex and I do not, usually have the same taste in tv like he likes to watch like sports and i like to watch things like the bachelor so a lot of times at night like he'll and we were both it's sort of our introvert time um he'll like be downstairs like watching you know whatever he's watching and then i'll go upstairs and watch whatever show that i want to watch that night and i'll get in bed and i'll um usually also be doing some sort of craft or there's like crocheting or cross stitch or embroidery or something like that just because otherwise my brain has a hard time just like chilling out it doesn't really like I feel like I need to be doing something so if I'm not Mm. if I'm not doing something with my hands then I'm scrolling on my phone which I doesn't I'm like this is not great this is not productive and it's probably not very good for me so I try to like do something like that um or read a book um and usually for at least a couple of hours um I do have like a time when I try to start falling asleep but my problem is that I and I was talking about this with my therapist not too long ago like my brain just doesn't shut up and so, and I, I've been through a lot in the last couple of years that if I'm in just a dark, quiet room, like trying to fall asleep, my brain starts to go to all these like not great places. And mm-hmm. so I either have to have, I have to have some sort of sound. Um, and usually that's like the TV, like I'll just turn on something like I've seen a million times on Netflix, just have on in the background. Um, but I've lately been trying to be better about listening to like a sleep story on the call map. Um, I have, I have the call map on my phone and I'm not great about using it for meditation. I, I need to try to be better about that, but sometimes I I've been trying to turn on their little sleep stories and they have all of these different ones. Um, there's nonfiction ones, there's fiction where they read like fairy tales or like chapters out of different books, um, or like stories that they've written for the app. There's even, um, 
audio from Bob Ross videos on there. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. And so, like, you just, like, listen to his, like, such, like, soothing voice. And they're always narrated by – they've got, like, a couple of their, like, calm app narrators. Um, but then they also have people like Nick Offerman that have, are reading stories. And there's, like, one by Matthew McConaughey. And so you can pick somebody with, like, a really soothing voice. And so I, some, I try to listen to those because I feel like that's a little bit better than just, like, having the TV on. Um, but it's definitely, and I, I'm also a person that does, I know I don't do well if I'm not getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And so I am, I try to be pretty strict about like, okay, you know, I don't have to get up at this time. I need to start trying to fall asleep like around 1030 or so. So it's, it's a constant struggle and I'm always trying to do better, but. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why a lot of us struggle with sleep in general is because, uh, you know, what we talked about before with the work-life balance thing where we just are all so constantly busy all the time mm-hmm. and we feel this pressure to be busy. And so I think a lot of people think that like sleeping is wasting your time right they think you're lazy things yeah um and i don't think that's true Mm-mm. no i i mean when there what was a time i guess a couple of years ago like i would take a nap every day like every afternoon oh, i would take a nap in the afternoon and it was luxury. great it was so lovely <laughs> yeah and I didn't feel like any less productive for it. And I was like, no, I'm you tired. were probably more. You were probably more productive because you were well rested. So in those working hours, you were probably able to get more done. Probably. So I mean, that's that's what I would argue. I don't know if there are any scientists out there that would back me up, but <laughs> I feel like something we talked about on our work life balance episode, where um, employers like there's been studies done that employers that like overwork their employees have actually less productive employees than those that are working less but have a better work-life balance they're actually getting more done i would feel like it would be a similar result probably and it's not just work though it's you know it's our personal workload that we give to ourselves like our whether our house is clean or the dishes are done and all of that i'm sure everyone listening can relate they probably all yeah. every, probably everyone wants their house to be a little bit cleaner or their you know their lawn to be mowed or right whatever there's always something left. there's always, always something, something on the to-do list and especially think, if you own your home there's even a longer oh to-do list yeah. <laughs> i think that like it just makes you uh loathe to be like oh i can just lay in bed on the weekend like Mm -hmm. for though you know any of us with kids are like you can't lay in bed on the weekend (laughs) (laughs) there was a there was a time when it was possible and there there may be a time again but right now it is not it (laughs) you can go back to bed but you still need to get up at like 6 a.m to feed them and the cats and uh, everything else. Make sure everything's set, and then you can go back to sleep. <laughs> Which I can't do, so it's not it's not a great not a great for time for Megan. No. <laughs> so you mentioned the Calm app. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not tried that. One of the reasons is 
that books on tape or I guess not on tape, mm-hmm. but books on phone. Audio uh, books. Yeah. You just, you just showed your age with the books on tape books. reference. <laughs> I was trying to think of what the word was and I couldn't. <laughs> Maybe you need some more sleep. I do need more sleep. Uh, audiobooks mm-hmm. make me fall asleep a lot of the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great if I'm trying to fall asleep, but not great if I'm trying to actually listen to the book. Right. So, you need something like Harry Potter that you can just put the sleep timer on and yeah. like let it roll and you are you know you're not missing something new. Yeah, something like that would probably work a little bit better. Or mm-hmm. the Calm app, I guess. Exactly. Well, and that's um, kind of what the sleep stories are like. Because um, they 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 have varying lengths. Like, some of them are short, like 10, 12 minutes. But then some of them are, like, you know, 45, 50 minutes long. And there's everything in between. So it sort of automatically sleep timers itself. Yeah. The they also thing have that I different hate. white noise on there. Oh, okay. Like, nature sounds and stuff. So that's nice. I... The other problem I have, though, is that I don't like to fall asleep with my headphones in. Oh, Because yeah. it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Alex doesn't come to bed until after I fall asleep, usually, because, again, he also, like Bob, likes to stay up late, mm-hmm. um, which that's like, that's, like, leftover from when he used to work dinner shifts at the restaurant. And even though he's been on days for a while, he, like, can't get that out of his system. So he usually comes to bed after I do. So it doesn't matter that I just leave it like just plain um, without headphones in. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know if that would work for me. We'll see. We could try it. See what happens. You'd probably be like, fuck me until I woke up to tell me to turn it off. That's probably <laughs> what would happen. He also infuriatingly, he falls asleep immediately. They always do. Every time. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. starts snoring right away. It's yes. very annoying. It is so irritating. Which also makes it harder for me to fall asleep. Oh. If I know that he's already asleep. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I, don't I know need why. you to share in my misery. Thanks. It just makes me mad. Just like poke him. Yeah. Are you asleep? Are you asleep? Are you asleep? So what other things do you use to help you get a good night's sleep? Oh, my weighted blanket, my gravity yes. blanket, I sleep with every night. And it actually does help my brain. It's one of the few things that does kind of help my brain start to turn off. And if, I, if I'm not sleeping with my gravity blanket, I have a tendency to wake up in the middle of the night with my brain just going all over the place um and it kind of helps keep me asleep once i'm asleep i think the reason one of the reasons at least that i had so many troubles trying to sleep when i was in europe is because i did not have my gravity blanket it makes a difference like once you're used to it and you're traveling without it like whoa i was sleeping in a bed earlier this week where the blankets were like really lightweight Mm-hmm. like really thin and even though I was warm enough I didn't have enough weight on me I had to like go get a couple more and just like pile them on so I had more weight on me well in Europe they don't believe in um like flat sheets oh uh-huh they only have fitted sheets and then like a duvet mm-hmm. so I felt like there weren't enough layers yeah and then it was too light and I wasn't warm enough because it was too light. Yes. <laughs> very confusing. I, I was surprised at the difference that it made because it when I got the gravity blanket, it did take a few days of me 
not feeling like completely trapped, like uh-huh. <laughs> being smothered. Yes. Um, but then once I started actually sleeping with it, it was amazing. And yeah. now I don't want to not ever sleep with it. And I sleep I so much better with it. I really do. I And I like to nap with it. Like I'll, mm. even if I'm like, I keep it in my bedroom pretty much all the time. But if I'm like hanging out on the couch, like I'll like drag it down there with me because I just, I love it. It's just so... I just, I just sleep so much better. It's just so cozy. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it keeps me, again, because I used to just pile blankets on myself. And then I finally realized, like, you're not cold. You're in, you want that weight on you. And that's, I sort of had this, like, light bulb moment. I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, actually get a weighted blanket, like a, <laughs> like a smart person. So, and it did. It's, like, immediately for me made a thing, made a big difference. Um do you ever, you know, do like calming like lavender baths or like essential oils like as you're sleeping or like anything like that to kind of help set like a sleepy time mood? Um, so baths don't make me sleepy. So uh, even like using scented baths that mm-hmm. are meant to be calming and stuff, that doesn't help me um, for whatever reason. I think baths are weird. I'm a weird bath person. I like the idea of baths and I try to really like baths, but then once I'm in the bath, I'm kind of like, (laughs) what do I do now? (laughs) But I did also just get a bath like tray to improve my bath experience. So stay tuned for future. Damn it. She is going to be a bath person if it's the last thing she does. I have a big bathtub. I can't not be a bath person. Sad. It's wasted on you. Um, I do have a lotion from Mm -hmm. Lush that is lavender scented that is called, I think it's called Sleepy. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to remember to put that on right before I go to bed after I like, you know, mm-hmm. do all my stuff and go to the bathroom and all that. And I just rub it on my arms mostly. Um, yeah. And that's like, I don't know that it actually works in terms of calming my brain or whatever, but it's like a... It's a routine. Yeah. It's a routine psychosomatic thing. And mm-hmm. It smells nice and it feels good. So mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I used to be really good about, like, diffusing, like, lavender essential oil or something, like, as I was falling asleep. And I've kind of fallen off of that. Um, But it was sort of the same. It just, like, smelled nice. And it was just sort of, like, I don't know, kind of set, like, a nice, like, cozy environment. But for me, really, it's all about that gravity blanket now. I have have no other love than my gravity blanket. (laughs) I've been trying to get into drinking tea at night as well. Okay. Um, I like drinking warm things makes me cozy in mm-hmm. general. Um, but I have not yet found a good decaffeinated tea that makes me feel like sleepy and cozy. Like, oh yeah, like I'm not nice super tea. Yeah, I'm not super into like sleepy time tea. No. Um, and the chamomile ones are like not always good. Right, chamomile can either be good or disgusting right there's not really Um, an in-between so i'm still on the lookout for like a good non-caffeinated tea i have so many caffeinated teas now when i went to london before i went to dublin uh i bought so much tea and it's like all green (laughs) tea which i realized after i bought it it's all green tea (laughs) you know you know what you like um it just all smelled really good i don't know 
and so yeah i'm trying to think like i want to i want like that cozy tea experience but that's not working for me so far either my problem with the tea right before bed is that then i have to pee yeah that's true so like sometimes i'll drink tea like if i'm like maybe doing a little bit of like freelance work or sometimes while i'm like crocheting or something like that but it has to be like before nine o'clock basically because then at that point or unless i'm staying up late if it's the weekend because then on the weekend my like bedtime routine goes kind of out the window because then I'm like I can stay up late and watch whatever on Netflix like I'm a teenager (laughs) and I'm not and I pay for it on Sunday night slash Monday morning but I still do it um but yeah I can't like drink it too late because then I just have to pee and that's annoying (laughs) also tea I feel like it makes my teeth gross Mm. so I can't drink Mm -hmm. it after I brush my teeth because yes. then I would just have to brush my teeth again. Yeah. It does, like, kind of make your teeth feel kind of, like, goofy. Yeah. hmm I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't either. You don't think about that with, like, tea as much as you do with coffee, but... Yeah. It's a thing. Did, Megan, do you... Does your routine go out the window on the weekends, too, or am I alone in that teenage mm. <laughs> thing? I think, uh, I think... I think... I... I say it maybe a little bit later... But not too much later. Yeah. Because um, I think, like, my body's so ingrained in, like, waking up at a certain time. Yeah. That staying up late doesn't help me. Right. At all. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, like, if I have the opportunity to sleep in until noon, I will take it. Like, I can do it. I'll, I'll, like, wake up at some point and have to let the dogs out to pee and then I, like, go back to bed. But my body, like, my body still wants to sleep like a teenager, but I am I have adult responsibilities and that's just a real bummer. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, Alex can't either. He'll, like, wake up and you know, even on, like, Sundays or whatever on his days off, like, he can sleep in a little bit later, but he, like, wakes up and then has to, like, get up and go watch soccer or something, and then I just sleep with the dogs, because my dogs like to sleep in, too, so that helps, because they're all, like, snuggly with me, but my my biggest impediment to sleep is also my cat that insists mm. on sleeping with me, but if... I lock her out and she just screams outside the bedroom door, which also keeps me awake. So (laughs) yeah, that sounds worse than having them in the room. It is. I have been known if she's being really annoying and just like really will not like won't let me sleep. I will go like put her in the guest room (laughs) and like close the door and make her sleep in there by herself. Um, But yeah, she and because she wants she has a very specific she has to sleep on my left side and she wants to sleep in my arms. Mm. But if I turn over onto my right side, that's not, no, no, no. She will sit there and she will like tap my head and my shoulder and like she'll just tap me until very persistently until I turn over and like let her under the covers <laughs> on my left side. So, so oh, she's such a joy. So that's also like, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I probably did this to myself when she was a kitten, but also, I mean, she's been like this since she was a baby, but also she isn't not like going to let me like not sleep with her. So eh, right. she's worth it. She's awful cute. 
<laughs> She's awful sweet. She loves me a lot. So, do you? So, um, when you do have trouble sleeping, um, have you ever taken melatonin? I tried melatonin for a little bit, and it didn't really do any. It like kept me awake. Interesting. Yeah, my body, I have a really hard time with, especially like when I have like a cold or something like that, you know, you'll take like the medicine that's medicine that's supposed to knock me out usually keeps me up and vice versa. Mm. So it's, it's kind of hard. Like things like melatonin, like they'll work for like a couple days and then it's the opposite. Yeah. Annoying. Interesting. Um, I've never taken it, but I have, I do have that same issue with a lot of medications. Um, yeah. Benadryl for one. Yeah. Uh, but NyQuil is one of those ones where it usually does not make me sleepy or it'll make me fall asleep for like an hour and then I'll wake up and be like, time yeah. ready? Time to face the day. Yay. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, my brain's ready to party. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, the only one that I've had sort of work for me it's not really meant for sleeping but uh it's it's actually meant for um anxiety mm-hmm. it's a i, I don't want to, it's not herbal i guess it's a an amino acid called l-theanine and okay. um when i'm having trouble sleeping i will take one of those mm-hmm. at night and for whatever reason it like calms everything down enough so that I can actually go to sleep nice but I can only take one and I can only take them at night because if I take two in the morning I feel like I've been hit by a truck well that's what was going to be my next question was like is there a cutoff point of when you can take it like if you wake up at like two and are just laying there you probably can't take it because then you have that like hangover the next morning I would guess yeah I usually I think maybe Two might be like the cutoff. Like sure. that might be the absolute latest I could take it. Because I, I get up kind of late in the morning considering mm-hmm. I have kids. I make my husband take care of a lot of their getting yeah, ready what? for school stuff. <laughs> uh, I mean, also, they, fine. I'm here for they're that. old enough to take care of themselves for yes. the most part. They just have to get to school. Yes. Um. So I think two might be like the latest that I could possibly take it. But also, I usually don't let it go that long i don't yeah i don't often especially now that i have the gravity blanket i don't often like wake up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. it's usually more a case of i can't fall asleep to begin with yeah and that's when i like pull it out yeah that's also been more my issue like since having the gravity blanket like unless there's something like in my life that's like super super stressy Mm -hmm. um I have been a lot better about not waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to fall back asleep because yeah, yeah there's just something about that blanket that just like calms my brain and yes. like all right. So I mean have you really had... we cannot tell you how much we love these blankets. Seriously though. <laughs> have you had crazy dreams since getting your gravity blanket? Or is um, it just me? <laughs> so I I don't usually remember my dreams and when I do remember my dreams they're always very very weird and I've always been like that so I haven't really noticed it being worse since I got it but that's Mm -hmm. interesting that you're having like wackadoodle dreams I don't well that's the thing I don't know if I'm just remembering them more now 
or if they actually are weirder <laughs> or if they actually are weirder yeah it seems crazy but i just as soon as i started sleeping with it i was like man i've been having like really vivid dreams lately that's funny um obviously i can't remember any of them right now well no of course not but uh it just seemed like very consistent where like every night i was like i would wake up in the morning and be like huh that was crazy that was weird (laughs) (laughs) and i guess i i I guess i chalk it up to the better sleep that i'm getting i guess so that's so funny that is really funny well, Megan, do you have anything, any other tips for listeners out there that maybe are struggling with their sleep? Um, don't drink coffee after 3 p.m. For real, though. <laughs> Which I, don't do it. I I break this rule a lot, actually. But um, <laughs> I try not to. Uh, I try also to not eat after a certain time. Yeah. It's hard for me as well to not do that. But... Um, I found it's a lot easier to sleep yeah. if I have not just eaten, like, a whole bunch of crap. Right. Crap tastes so good at night. It does. And I, and I will eat it. And I will eat junk food in bed. Oh, yeah. Me too. And the worst. then, like, have a little crumbs in the sh- I don't even care. And <laughs> it's just such a bad idea. And I still do it. And then, yeah, I always, like, regret it because then you're, like, laying there and you just feel kind of, like, heavy and blah. And, yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of some other good tips and I cannot think of any. Yeah. I think, I think you covered a lot of like what mine would be. So, you know, listeners, if you have any good tips for us, um, we would love to hear them because like we said, we love sleep and we want to sleep even more. Yeah. Sleep is great. (laughs) We're all ears about the sleep. And also if you are the kind of person who like, needs a different sleep schedule i guess that's what i would want to say like there have been lots of uh, i wouldn't say studies but uh articles i guess that talk about how you really famous people like benjamin franklin and like thomas edison and all these other people that have done lots of amazing things with their lives they had like crazy sleep schedules where they oh. would go to sleep at like i don't know what time they would go to sleep and then they would sleep for like four hours and then they would be awake for like five hours and do a whole bunch of work but then they would go back to sleep for like four wild yeah so like they would still get this the right amount of sleep total but they would just break it up differently so if that's something that works for you you could do that. Like you don't necessarily have to have those chunks. Right. Or that big, huge chunk necessarily. It's, right. It's kind of um, the total amount really, especially yeah. because of the way that sleep works with the REM cycle and all of that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be like a whole long eight hour stretch. That's crazy. And if you are yeah. one of those people, I want to hear from you. Yeah, I I want to know more about this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So please, like, get in touch because we're very curious. And also, if you are a person who needs naps, take your naps (gasps) and don't apologize for it. Yeah, don't let anyone shame you for being a nap taker. Like, don't take your naps at work, but, like, make it work with your life. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
So obviously we love our sleep and it brings us, you know, that like waking up well rested brings us so much joy. But Megan, what else is bringing you joy this week? Um, well, I already talked about Ireland, but I want to talk about Ireland a little bit more. Okay. Um, so when I went, when I was a teenager, I just kind of, you know, you go play certain places and you just automatically connect with them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that way about Ireland. And we had the opportunity one of the days to go to the coast and do like a nice little cliff walk situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cold and windy as hell, but <laughs> it was beautiful. And you could see like the, uh, the North Sea and the rolling yeah. cliffs. And it was just so lovely and warmed my heart and... Reminded me about everything I loved about it, and it's just really, really, really nice. And um, I'm just really glad that I had the opportunity to go there again. And yeah. I'm already thinking about when the heck I can go back because right? 25 years is way too long in between yeah. trips. <laughs> that is way too long. That is way too long. You definitely should go way back before long. that. Yes, absolutely. What about you? Um, so while you were gone, I went to an Enneagram event at a local coffee shop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I bravely went by myself. Um, and it was actually, even though I walked in, I was like, oh my god, I'm here by myself. What did I do? Um, I had a cocktail and then I was fine. Um, and it was really good. There was like 25, they like capped it at 25 people. And it was honestly just sort of an like a unofficial like discussion because the people that were leading it like aren't like certified Enneagram coaches or anything like that. Um, they're just just people that have really read about it and really love it. And that was sort of all the people in the room. Like some people were really into it. Some people were wanting to learn more and figure out their type. And so we just sort of went through all of the types and we talked about them. And like one of the kind of funny things um, is we were talking a little bit about how each number, um, you know, and we talked about this in our very first episode about the Enneagram, how each number, there's a, there's a, a number that you go to in stress and you take on like the less great characteristics of that other number. And then there's a number that you go to like when you're in a flow state and your things are good and you take on the, the good things about that type. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, I am, I'm a one and when I'm in a flow state, I take on some of the good parts of a seven. So I become a little bit more fun and a little more spontaneous and a little bit less of an uptight ding dong. Um, <laughs> and so, but it was funny because we were talking about it with twos. And so twos, when they are stressed, they go to an eight. Um, and I had never really thought about that before, but we've talked about how my husband is an eight and a couple of my really good friends are twos and I was talking with a, with them about it the next day and I was like I like I had this like l- this like light bulb moment because like one of them when she gets really stressed she just sort of like gets really quiet and kind of closes off um and then the other one she when she gets stressed like the world is against her everyone is out to get her like <laughs> oh of course that would happen and that's something that Alex does all of the time and like 
so it's, it was just so funny because I was like, yes, these are things that like Alex does as an eight that you guys absolutely do when you're stressed. And they were both like laughing their asses off. They're like, you are so right. Like even the one that where I was like, like not to like, I, I don't want to like offend you. But like when you're stressed, you're like, the world is terrible and everything is out to get me. She's like, oh my God, I so do that. You're right. So, um, but it was just, it was fun. And it was nice to like learn even more about my type and the types of my loved ones. And just, I mean, you know, I feel like when you understand those things, you can like love the people around you a little bit better. So it was yeah, good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I liked it. And then I, and I wrote down, I have a piece of paper somewhere from that I took notes on, um, and like kind of wrote down some books and like podcasts that people had mentioned. So I'm going to like check those out and I'll be sure to mention those later if, if I like them. Cause yeah, want to always learn more about that. Uh, the funny thing is, is that, uh, I go to an eight for the flow state. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and a seven for stress. So yeah, that's funny. That's crazy. Well, yeah, and like the gal that um that was leading it, she's an eight, and her husband's a seven, and sevens go to one when they're really stressed. And she was like, she was like, when he's when Mike is doing that, when he is going into his like one state, she's like, I want to kill him. And I was like, she was like, so do you and Alex like butt heads a lot? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we definitely do he's always saying to me like just don't be stressed she's like yeah i say that to mike but he's like that like just don't be stressed i was like yeah we don't understand you people <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was funny oh uh, that's funny yeah well i don't know about you but i am ready to go to bed yeah same next week we're gonna dive into something scary the mind of a preteen. Oh, God. So join us back here next week as we discuss TikTok, flossing, and whatever the hell these kids are doing these days. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon. Shh. <laughs>